You're listening to Cabrini Conversations, a podcast series that brings faculty together for cavalier conversations on research, current events, and pop culture. Hello, and welcome to Conversations. This is our third conversation. Uh, my name is Amy Persichetti. I'm in the English department, an associate professor, and I'm here with my colleague. I'm Dr. Colleen Lelly. I'm an associate professor in education and recently uh, the director of the Center for Children of Trauma and Domestic Violence Education. I should say the Barbara and John Jordan Center for Children of Trauma and Domestic Violence Education. So we're here today to talk about a few issues that are really current in the media. Um, the first one is the trending of Me Too being mm -hmm. listed as Person of the Year. So. Yes. What are you thinking about that? I'm thinking it's pretty phenomenal. I was really, really excited to see the, the cover and see the fabulous women that were gracing that cover. And uh, it really has been such a movement. Um, I remember you know, waking up and, and seeing it on the social media and, and people posting you know, the hashtag MeToo. And I think it started some years ago, actually. But then this year really took off. Am I right in that? Do you, do you know no, what I mean? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure exactly when the impetus of it was, but it, it's been pretty phenomenal. What do mm -hmm. you think? I think it's amazing. And, and one of the questions that people ask is, you know, is this, a, is this going to be a groundswell movement? Mm -hmm. Is this like a moment mm -hmm. that we need to all um, attach ourselves mm -hmm. to to keep the movement going? And I, unfortunately, what we've learned in, in feminism is that we don't get traction until mm -hmm. we have a horrible event. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice in the sense mm -hmm. that we're not gathering around a woman who's been killed by her abuser and we're not gathering around a woman who's been you know uh, raped or something mm -hmm. hideous has happened to her but instead we're gaining momentum in the movement through positive mm -hmm. um you know affirmation of yes this has happened to mm -hmm. me i'm going to tell my story and mm -hmm. i'm going to tell it on my terms so that's yeah. kind of nice it is and, and you know i think that you know many of us grew up with you, you know you don't talk about those things you know it's something and you know Honestly, you know, I had an incident in high school and I didn't talk about it because mm -hmm. the young man, his mom was pretty uh, well known in the area. And at that age, at that young age, I thought, oh, I don't want to upset her. Right. You know, and right. so many times people make those decisions and it, it's really upsetting, you know, when I hear you know, the victim blaming, you know, mm -hmm. well, if more women just came forward, and I agree, if more women came forward, it would be a great thing. However, right. um, it, it is their story to tell, and it is up to them to tell the story, and, and, and they're the victims in all of this, and if only it didn't happen, then we wouldn't have to worry about talking about it. Um, I mean, that's what I find so amazing is that when, when I saw the Me Too trending, yeah. I actually sat down and kind of did a little inventory about, yes. like, how many Me Too moments I'd actually had in my uh -huh. life. And when I was originally posed with that question to myself, yeah. <laughs> I thought, like, yeah. no, nah, I've been pretty lucky. And yes. then I started to really unpack a lot of things yep. and realize that I had glossed over, literally, yes. some very mm -hmm. pretty traumatic events, but because I didn't label them as trauma at the time or abuse at the time. Yep. Um, but as a grown woman, I now understand, Reflecting. like, oh, my goodness, how did that, how did that happen, first of all, and how did it go silenced mm -hmm. for so long. And and it really is just this part of, you know, being in society as and, a woman. And you know, we both have daughters and you know, even now with my daughter, I'll, I'll say to her, if you're not sure 
if something should be labeled as such, come talk to me because I think that's part of it. Mm -hmm. As young women, we don't always know. Is it? Isn't it? Is this? Right. Is this normal? Is it not normal? Mm -hmm. You know, and even you know, thinking back too early in my career, uh, being a high school teacher. Um, and, and some of the, um, and it wasn't abuse by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm not, I would never categorize it, but I guess the belittling, you know, right. well, you're a young girl, you're a little, you know, you're being small, you little girl, <laughs> what do you know? Um, and, and so, it, but those types of behaviors, talking through those types of behaviors, I think are so important for young women. Right. Because many times we don't know, um, as young women, how to categorize those behaviors. And we talk about young women, and I, I'm thinking about one incident. I had a master's degree, I was 26 years old, yeah. and mm -hmm. the principal of the high school that I was working for said, mm -hmm. Well, you know, Amy, you know how it is. Girls can't control a classroom. And I kind of looked behind me like, what girl are you talking about? You know, right? So the 46-year-old woman in me is like, I'm sorry, I've menstruated. I'd like to be called a woman and please address me That's right. as it's supposed That's right. to be. But um, for some reason, mm -hmm. um, we have been taught to be just silent and yes. agreeable. And I kind of walked away thinking, oh, there's something wrong with my disciplinary code yeah. or my behaviors. Yeah. And, you know, as I yeah. unpack that 20 years later, I think to myself why didn't I say something uh -huh. more forceful? And so it's interesting. And you brought up daughters. I have a 17-year-old. Mm -hmm. I know that you have a, mm -hmm. a 15. junior. 15, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's horrible to raise a young woman in this world. Mm -hmm. And I'll give a perfect example of how date rape culture works. Mm -hmm. So my daughter met somebody um, who was older. She was a college mm -hmm. student, right? And he, she wanted to take the train down to the city to visit mm -hmm. him. And this was somebody that she, and she's a senior in high school, so it's not mm -hmm. a huge age gap, but it's a, a million miles mm -hmm. apart. Because you and I as grown women yeah. are like, why would a college boy be calling yeah. a, a high school girl? We know these things. <laughs> so um, it was a very interesting conversation because on one hand I was like, you know, I trust you. I think you have good judgment. You're mm -hmm. a smart person. Sure. But on the other hand, you know, you don't really know this person well. So if you'd like to take the train, you can do it during daylight hours and you can meet him for coffee because that's mm -hmm. how you meet a stranger, you know, mm -hmm. you bring a friend. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really interesting because, you know, had had she done that, she ended up not doing it, mm -hmm. which was a good decision, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, because yeah, we just kind of talked it her. through. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I thought was interesting is had she gone mm -hmm. and she told me later that that, that same boy mm -hmm. um, sexually assaulted a woman oh. a young girl who came to meet him for coffee and I said see oh. like it's just as an older woman mm -hmm. you know that that stuff happens as somebody with experience mm -hmm. in the world you mm -hmm. understand those things and it's kind of heartbreaking to watch to have to say to your daughter like you're competent and you're smart and you're capable and I know that you aren't going to ask for these things but these things will happen to you anyway and you know it's frightening too I, you know when I think about I have nieces also this is a few years ago when they were turning 21 I would tell them you know do not accept drinks mm -hmm. from anyone who hands you a drink um, if you have to go to the bathroom, don't leave it sitting on the bar and come back and pick it up. You know? right. So it's those types of things that, you know, honestly, I don't think I thought of, and I probably should have, mm -hmm. but now that I'm older and wiser, you know, these are the things that I'm trying to train my daughter. And then I have a son, and he's a senior, and so trying to teach him what does it mean to be a good bystander. You know, so if you see this, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, giving scenarios, what will you do? And, and this is how you handle it. 
Um, I think the bystander movement is another important movement that we need to really push forward mm -hmm. in all of this. We need our males. We need the males to stand up because they're the ones that can really change this. And that's where the responsibility lies yeah. as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's mm -hmm. one of the things that yes. uh, it's really tricky to teach about in a classroom without alienating um, male students, but having them understand that, you know, what masculinity is and what does it that's mean right. to be a real man um, right. and a kind man and a smart man and that's all the right. things that society tells them that they should be suppressing, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I was raised by kind men. Mm -hmm. I was raised That's by right. really good men, and I love men. Mm -hmm. And I always start my classes when I talk about feminism, saying, like, feminism is not about bashing mm -hmm. men. It's about all of us That's right. being not limited by our genders, That's right. right? So these are such arbitrary things, but there are times, and, you know, when I've actually had to sit down with, um, you know, older boys who were pursuing my daughter and saying to them, listen, this is just the culture you live in. Mm -hmm. Like, but this is still not right, you know? Mm -hmm. You're older, she's younger. Mm -hmm. um, she might look like she's old mm -hmm. enough to handle these decisions, she isn't, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and do yourself a favor when you go away to college and take a women's studies class. That's right. Because the water that you're swimming in is so toxic. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's especially damaging to our boys. Yes. Who think that being a man means hurting people That's or right. asserting their will over people, mm -hmm. um, which, as you know and I know, mm -hmm. both in happy families and marriages mm -hmm. and, and where there isn't fear That's or right. domination, you know, That's that right. everybody in the house gets a choice. That's right. And you and I both did our doctorate as working moms. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, like, uh -huh. understanding that, like, uh -huh. it really takes a whole family. It does. And in our family, we called it our doctorate. That's you right. You know, because mom's not going to be uh -huh. here, but... You know, people are going to mm -hmm. fill in and everybody's going to have to do their part because that's what a family does. That's not what a boy does or a girl does. That's what a family does. And, you know, it's so important, you know, um, it, it, with my marriage, we talk about it, but it's a partnership. You mm -hmm. know, it's really, you know, I may not be able to be there to get the kids off the bus, but he is. And then it's, it's truly a partnership. And I think that that's so important, too, for mm -hmm. our, our young kids to see what a true partnership looks like. And sure, yes, there's there is um, disagreements and arguments, but that doesn't mean that then there's violence. And so, right. talking about that, I, I think, is really important with our children as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and yeah. how we how we manage our anger and mm -hmm. control our words, mm -hmm. even um, you know, the, even the choices of words that we use, That's you right. know, can be damaging. Yeah. Um, and so, what I what I was most amazed by in my experience of raising a high schooler mm -hmm. was how little. Uh, gender dynamics have changed mm -hmm. in the high school setting. I know. I, it's disappointing to me. Yes. And, um, you know, we've had some experiences in the high school that make me want to just, uh, once she's out, I mean, you mm -hmm. know, children are children and they need yes. their privacy. But when she's out, I think I'm going to go to the high school and yes. say, hey, would you like me to do a few workshops yeah. here, um, you know, to talk to boys and men about what boys and men need to be aware of. It's be so important, yeah, to have that training, mm -hmm. um, not just, you know, when we're talking about sexual assault, but dating violence um, and the bullying aspect even because with young kids, especially starting early with bullying because those bullying behaviors, you can see them really manifest then in those dating violence relationships. Ooh, um, yeah. So I really think, you know, and I think that's a really good research study, by the way, that mm -hmm. we need to, um, but that that's really something, you know, when you see these behaviors and then later on down the road, when they're in these relationships, really how, how they, they exhibit those behaviors then. 
um, is something. It is bullying. And when you look at um, our current <laughs> mm -hmm. political state, mm -hmm. and we look at mm -hmm. how much bullying is being done from the office of the president, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, not to get political, mm, but yeah, I don't think right. there's any avoiding it. I think yeah. that we are in a moment where we have to be very honest. You mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of... Um, debate over whether or not, you know, college professors should be, you know, spouting their opinions. Well, hey, right. listen, my opinion and your opinion right. are not mainstream opinions. Mm -hmm. um, the mainstream tells us that we should be, you know, uh, accepting touching mm -hmm. and all kinds of unwelcome right. advances and accepting a second-class citizenship mm -hmm. as women. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to support no. that. So yeah. when we have a misogynist in office, mm -hmm. I'm going to call it like I see it. It doesn't yeah. mean that somebody's grade is going to rest on whether they agree with me or not. You know, hey, everybody's entitled to opinions. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at how you support them. That's right. But if we don't open these topics for discussion mm -hmm. um, about why it is offensive mm -hmm. to have somebody um, who feels he can grab women or kiss women mm -hmm. or even... Um, you and I have been in this field a mm -hmm. long time, mm -hmm. and so I think there is a way that an abuser talks, and there's a lot of gaslighting that is done. Mm -hmm. um, and what I'm seeing yeah. is that same pattern of communication mm -hmm. arising from the, the tallest office in the land, which is it's disgraceful. And you know, I really enjoy talking about that power and control wheel, because I mm -hmm. think that, that when we talk about the power and control wheel, that Ellen Pence and um, the people at DAP in, the Minnesota, in Minnesota developed, it really says and speaks volumes about how those relationships form mm -hmm. and um, honestly as I look as I think about the power and control wheel and we look at that that look at that wheel that really um, is happening too in our political system you know with the, with our head of state so you know we could see a lot of those behaviors oh. and some of the things that he has said and he has done mm -hmm. um, so you know that power and control wheel really holds a lot of value and I think that that's something that we really should look at um, when we talk about these behaviors too. And when you look at the question, I always, when I teach the power and control wheel, the first thing I say is people always ask, you know, what's so backwards about our world is they mm -hmm. always say, like, mm -hmm. oh, well, yep. why does she stay? stay? And I'm like, well, first of all, let's yep. just kind of look at that statement, Love that. right? Mm -hmm. That statement is a completely bizarre yep. statement. What we should yep. be saying is why is, why is exactly. he or she allowed to do that? That's not appropriate in a loving yeah. relationship. Um, but I like to go through the power and control wheel and say, mm -hmm. you know, I love it when people say, oh, she is, if she or he is a victim of domestic violence, because we know that there are male victims exactly. too. Exactly. Um, you know, why don't they just leave? And I, I always tell them, go home, mm -hmm. and I want you to look at your dorm room or wherever mm -hmm. you live, and tell me, what box are you packing first? Mm -hmm. Right? And people say, oh, I go to a hotel. All mm -hmm. right. I want you to think about being in a hotel mm -hmm. room with a small child. <laughs> you know? It sounds like it would be fine. And a dog. Yeah. And a cat. Right. And, you know, because these are the reasons we know they won't right. leave. <laughs> right. Because it's safer in their mm -hmm. brains at least to have some stability mm -hmm. for... Uh, their families. And how are they going to get there? Because they have no money. Because mm -hmm. he's in control of all the money. Right. Power and control. Right. So he has all the money, or she has all the money, depending on uh, the gender uh, role. And so uh, how are they getting there? Right. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. completely... So to me, for somebody, and, and then you look at it from the external point of view, right? Mm -hmm. You look at it from people who aren't trained mm -hmm. about um, sexual right. violence or domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear some questions that are very legitimate questions. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for example, where is the line? You mm -hmm. know, like, somebody puts his arm around you and goes up under your shirt mm -hmm. by accident. Is that mm -hmm. a line or is that an accident? Mm -hmm. How do you discriminate between that? Mm -hmm. and, and what I think is dangerous about the point that we're in yes. right now 
is that we are starting to identify behaviors that are inappropriate, but not criminal. Agreed. Um, and I understand you have to kind of, so, so that's hard for mm-hmm. me personally as yes. a feminist, because I do feel like I have a lot of, um, power over my own decisions in mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. what I name things and what I call things. Um, but yet kind of, it goes back to our original statement about the me too. Yes. Um, some of the transgressions are just micro, they're not just microaggressions. Right. They are microaggressions. And I understand that they add up. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. <laughs> but do we need to have this uh, kind of lockdown state where um, where advances can't be made? Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, how do you find out? Like, I, I was thinking <laughs> to myself, like, well, how would I have known if my husband liked me when we were right. dating right. if he didn't ask me out, right? right? Right. The key was is we weren't in a work environment. So that's a pretty easy answer, right? right. Keep it out of work. Yep. Okay, right. that, that should be that easy enough. That makes sense, right? Um, so it's a lot about context. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so where's that line when you start to see you know, people who are, are coming forward and saying like, oh, that, that, that made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, it's okay to say, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yes, of course mm-hmm. that made you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. You know, I'm sorry. That must've mm-hmm. felt horrible. We That's can right. talk about it. It doesn't rise to something that should ruin a person's mm-hmm. career or That's their right. livelihood or, or things and like that. And I think that. to your point, I think it, de- it, it, where's the pattern? Is there a pattern of behavior? Mm-hmm. Right, too. Yes. So where's the pattern? Right. You know, is, is there a pattern? Is it happening often? It seems like a lot of a lot of what we're seeing in the media now, there are numerous incidences of these either inappropriate behavior or and or assault that uh-huh. has occurred and it there's a number of them it's not this one oops right yes. you know so uh, you know and, and cuz i've thought about that too i'm like you know you know what if someone puts their arm around me and then they realize oh she's not responding the way i expected to oh sorry okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then there was a misreading there was a sorry there was a pullback but there's, you know, and not to say that uh, I, I wouldn't classify or arm around someone as right, assault by right. any means. So I agree. Should there be, and I don't know what um, show I was listening to, but, you know, should there be levels, right? right? So right. levels of uh, inappropriate touching or, and then all the way up to what we would classify as assault. I don't know. Right. Should there be these levels? You well, know? I, like, I like your, I mean, that's actually a great answer is the idea of a pattern. Yeah. And it's also funny because when I talk to um, uh, students about domestic violence, Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, one of the biggest tricks um, that abusers have in their little bag of tricks Mm -hmm. is um, if you sat down and you spoke with their exes, Mm -hmm. you would be amazed at how many of them were treated the same way that you have been. That's right. These patterns of behavior. and, And it's a shame to me that as women, we have to collect... Uh, an offensive. Yep. I know. <laughs> so we have to get a yeah. team together to say to validate what would yeah. happen to us. But unfortunately, that's the world we live in, right? So you yeah. have to say, well, did you do this to your? You, you meet the ex girlfriend and you say, did he pull X, Y, and Z? And she goes, mm-hmm. oh my God, yes. And why? And mm-hmm. you just, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you yeah, know. yeah. There will be some people who will say, oh, well, they're, you know, the women are just blaming, right? They're just saying that this happened and it didn't. But then, if you were to get them secluded and in an investigation, right, mm-hmm. you start asking questions. And this woman A is saying X, Y, Z. Well, guess what? We have woman B over here, and they haven't talked to each other. And they're also saying X, Y, Z. Then we have woman C. And that's really how these investigations happen. And Mm -hmm. I don't think many people realize that, too. I think that, you know, and I don't know a lot about, and I don't, I don't, 
you know, want to say that I'm a criminologist by nature and then I know the criminal system, but that to my low level understanding is how this happens. Mm -hmm. And it's that they have similar stories and they haven't talked to one another. Right. Um, and so I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, they, they just came out together and that's not always how right 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 so it again it's that mm -hmm. little it's that mythology mm -hmm. that we have that women are applying the downfall of men which is not i mean i would i would not nor would you be served mm -hmm. by the downfall of men no. i no. wouldn't no. i it just wouldn't no. work no and to your point earlier you know i i grew up in a loving home i have many men who were um who i look up to mm -hmm. um who i you know who guided me throughout my life um, when I taught high school, I taught predominantly boys and loved every minute of it because mm -hmm. there's just something about talking um, and, and teaching boys. Mm -hmm. And I say boys, but, you know, they were young men. They were high school students. So I think that, yeah, in no way um, am I, am I uh, what people would classify as, you know, feminists. They, they're against all men, and that's not, that's not the case. Right. That's not what being a feminist or believing in the oh. feminist cause is about. So, um, you know, it's about equal rights and, and looking at those rights for everybody. Right. And so I think that that's really, really important. And I'm really hoping that, um, because I don't know about you, but my experience in the classroom has been, you know, how many people are, are identifying themselves as feminists? And like, <laughs> two people raise their hands, uh -huh. and I'm thinking to myself, wow, they yes. really destroyed this word. Uh, yes. And by they, what I mean, and I, I have to always back it up and say, yes. you know, first of all, tell me about your classic feminist. Mm -hmm. What does she look like? Is she hairy? Does she have Birkenstocks <laughs> on? Like all of these kind of like things that we, yeah, and that we mm -hmm. want to like demean women because mm -hmm. of their appearance as well. If they're not looking mm -hmm. like women, they must be feminists. That's right. Um, which always just bothers me to the nth yes. degree. Yes, yes. Um, and it also bothers me that, um, women aren't identifying as feminists. That's right. Right? Like, I, I grew up with men that identified mm -hmm. as feminists. Now, you know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I think about Jackson Katz, right? Yeah. So we know Jackson Katz. He's really big into... Um, the domestic in the domestic violence arena um, and he will talk about what it means to have men on board in this issue regarding the violence against women and so and I think he has made comments and I don't remember the exact comments but he talks about what the feminist movement looks like and how men are involved in that movement mm -hmm. um, so but that's a kind of a recent development and I would mm -hmm. imagine um, I agree and that's, I think, where feminism yeah. needs to start to go is, you know, to how, to, how we work with men without... Yes, um, agreed. Uh, without letting go of our power. Because the last thing I want is a spokesman for me. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> um, but so at the same time, I understand that this, you know, it's kind of that really interesting question. I remember Stephen Biko, the South African uh, activist, mm -hmm. um, and he would say, like, we don't want whites in the black movement mm -hmm. because we don't want nurses in the steelworkers mm -hmm. union, right? So, mm -hmm. like... There's that way of looking at yep. social movement, and then there's a more collective way, what Jackson Cat seems to be doing, and mm -hmm. what a lot of feminists in our region are calling for is this kind of cooperation. Yes. And I think that there is a time and a place yeah. for radicalism, mm -hmm. and I think that's when you're not being listened to. Um, but I think that we might have, I, I'm encouraged that we might have surpassed that moment for yes. radicalism, and we can start to branch into not giving our power to men, but sharing our power with mm -hmm. them, um, but defining it still in our ways. Because, you know, you have to be mindful that there are gender dynamics at play and power dynamics Agreed. at play that none of us know about. And I think, you know, to your point, it is really important that we do have um, 
we we need young men we need men to move this movement forward to stop it Mm -hmm. right so this me too movement um you know what was interesting i think i saw a piece that a young man wrote and he and it was about him and me too you know, mm-hmm. and how he was, in fact, sexually assaulted mm-hmm. and what that looked like. And then, you know, we bring in um, the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we bring in that community, too. Yeah. And there are so many times they've been forgotten or put aside and, you know, people said that it doesn't doesn't work for them. Um, and, and again, it's, it works for everybody. And mm-hmm. talking about this as an everybody issue is so important. It really is. It really is. And I think about the exa- I think it's even more important that we also tell stories about when men came to uh, the defense of mm-hmm. women in appropriate ways, yes. right? So, like, I always tell the story to my classes about my brother who was working as a probation officer. He was an intern in mm-hmm. school. So, the power in the room was not his, right? Mm-hmm. And he had a female colleague mm-hmm. um, who was also a student. Mm-hmm. And um, she was very attractive because, you know, women are fabulously beautiful. <laughs> probably because she was intelligent, right? So, um, so she was sitting there, and, you know, there was the other probation officer who he was training under and the principal. And the woman walked out of the room, the young woman, and the principal said something to the effect of, I'd like to see her under my desk, uh-huh. right? Right. And my brother was in the room with two other men, both of which, both of whom had a lot of power over him. And he said, what on earth makes you think mm-hmm. that's an appropriate thing to say about a professional woman? What mm-hmm. on earth? Mm-hmm. Like he, and he's like, like my, we always joke around about my brother. Like he knows how to say like the cool no. Like he didn't do it in a way that was like, that put the men on the defensive, but mm-hmm. it really did call them out to mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm sorry, but. What was their responses? Um, I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> he didn't really make it in that field. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it ended but, up to be. But that's wrong. Like right. really, I mean, honestly. Yeah. And, it, and you know, at the end of the day, like go ahead, try to defend that. That's, that's right. not behavior that you can defend. That's right. And so there might have been defensiveness, they might have been those other things, but what I can tell you is that they never did that in front of my brother again. Nope. So that's one less situation exactly. where that can happen. That's and, right. And what we need are more men like that who say like, on, on what planet is that acceptable? That's right. Right? Or when they see a woman who is um, falling down drunk, because mm-hmm. everybody is allowed to get falling down drunk, drunk, right? Boys do it all the time. Yep. Girls will do it. Yep. And to be able to say, like, hey, I, she's not, we have another brother story That's when right. somebody came up and said, oh, I want to show you, a really good friend of mine came up and said, I want to show you my bra. She was hammered. Uh-huh. And he said, um, wow, that would be such an honor. <laughs> And if you still want to show it to me tomorrow at 2 o'clock, <laughs> we're all sober, you know, come on over. You can show me your bra all day long. But right now, I think you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, what did I say to, you know, Amy's brother? And we laugh about it to this day because, of course, the next morning yeah. she wakes up and she's like, what did I say to Amy's uh-huh. brother? But had that been a different male, yeah. that would have right. been viewed as an invitation. That's and that right. is not an invitation. That's right. Well, I and I can tell you, you know, in my personal experience as well, I was just recently at the... Um, I was at a Kenny Chesney concert, mm-hmm. and I saw young women, and they were they were very drunk, and there were some young men, and I could see them starting to walk over, and I just watched and watched and watched, and then one of the young women I could tell was watching the other women, uh-huh. and so I went over to her and said, listen, um, I, I really want you all to, to have a great night, mm-hmm. so please just be careful and mindful of who's in, around you and your surroundings because there are some men who are watching and who 
would probably take this moment and and do some not so great things. Right. So I, right. you know, and trying to take that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and thankfully she, you know, accepted the advice from the old woman and said thank you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we're right over here if you need us, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, it's 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 you need those bystanders. Right. You need people like that standing up and saying, well, wait a minute here. You know, let's all look out for one another right. and make sure these these bad things don't happen. Right. And without judgment. You know, like, this is That's not right. a judgment. This That's is just right. the way it is. This yeah. is the way it's looking from a third person's That's right. view. That's right. This is not going to end well. Yes. But, but you don't know that because you've had 16 martinis, That's right. right? So, like, let me be your eyes and ears <laughs> for a minute. Exactly. And that's what we need to teach both men and women to do for each other, right. right? Because it it doesn't have to get caught up in judgment about that's right um, a woman's sexuality or a man's sexuality. Mm-hmm. It can be a really kind of honest conversation about hey, this is you know this is the age that you're at. This mm-hmm. is the this is the water that you swim in, mm-hmm. you know. And I always um, you know we talk a lot in our domestic violence class about how jealousy is one of the major predictors yes. of domestic violence yes. and. Um, and the first thing I always say is like, you know, jealousy is not love. We're trained that it's love mm-hmm. from very early on. Look at Beauty and the Beast, right? He's <laughs> locking her We've in a room, about and that. oh my goodness, oh, you know, the Disney so, movies, exactly. So can we please? <laughs> and just, I love you know, Disney, but I know oh. it kills me, it kills me. <laughs> so, but you know, to kind of have that that discussion about you know the ways that we are programmed to understand mm-hmm. what love is. You know, love is not jealousy. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, you know, I, I can easily mm-hmm. send my husband out the door and I don't worry about it because that's on him, whatever mm-hmm. he does, right? Um, but I'm not, I'm also not sending him into throngs of drunken mm-hmm. women every mm-hmm. Friday night, which is our students' mm-hmm. experience sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they're negotiating some really difficult decisions mm-hmm. and first first everythings yes and right. they don't know how to manage these situations yeah. and neither do the young men so I think you know sometimes I say things to my students that I know that like you, you kind of think oh am I going too much into mommy role I know but I, know. I do say to them you know when you're having an experience with someone else that is intimate and physical it doesn't matter if you feel like you've given permission because you know you might you might have to like you might have to say, like, I just want to make out because making out is super fun, right? Right. But I don't want it to go any further, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of women get into these traps, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm trying to remember 17, yes. where you think, well, I was making out with him, so I should let him do X mm-hmm. or Y or Z, and there's a lot of pressure. Yes. And we live in this awful world where that pressure then mm-hmm. labels that woman. After he, I, I said, so what's up with this? Like... I want you to do this, I want you to do this, I want you to do this. Oh, you did it? Now you're a slut. Yes. Right? So it's yes. kind of like, well, what's up with that? There yes. doesn't seem to be an equal nope. participation in that. Mm-mm. So I always tell women and young women and men, you know, no is a sentence. Mm-hmm. And when that no comes up, mm-hmm. it's not a no, but please do it a different way. It's a no thank you. That's right. Um, and I think that we live in a culture, just like we live in a culture that says jealousy is cute, mm-hmm. we think that no can mean maybe in a little bit that's right maybe a little bit later that's right maybe if i have another drink that is not yeah. the case like yeah and i would really prefer that we i'm glad i'm not raising a young boy i'm I having know. a hard enough time raising young yeah. women <laughs> but, well it's hard and i think you know that that jealousy feeling mm-hmm. unpack like 
what unpacking that feeling. Mm-hmm. So if you are jealous, what does that mean? Like why right. are you jealous? Like what is what does that mean? What are you jealous of? Like what is that feeling? Mm-hmm. And talking about that feeling because there's more than jealousy there, right? right. There's there's upsetment. Right. right there's um you're scared insecurity yes yeah. so what so unpacking that so if you find yourself feeling that way think about why you feel that way and unpack it mm-hmm. and 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 before you know you you lash out or you know control that behavior control that anger and then have that conversation with that person and tell them why you felt that way right and and having that conversation and deciding you know maybe this is not the right relationship for you at this time or maybe it's not the right time and it's not Mm -hmm. about the person and so thinking about those things so i think many times um as young people um we and I say we because at one time we were you know they, they will say things without unpacking those feelings first. Right, so right. unpacking those feelings are just so important um, or even ha- like even kind of accepting that you have them mm-hmm, right exactly. none of us has That's like right. the right feelings all nope. the time we're allowed to feel jealous That's right. it's that when we act on those feelings That's that it right. becomes problematic right, right. You, you say oh I you know I I, mm-hmm. I feel like this, and so I feel like I need to, like, mm-hmm. always, and, and that leads to isolation. That's right. To, and then we know that isolation is uh-huh. the death knell, you know, because then you don't there have, you have your mm-hmm. girlfriend to say, Colleen, can you yeah. believe what he said to me? And Colleen's job is to say, oh, my God, he did not, right? <laughs> so, um, and if you cut off those people, right. then you're out of luck. You don't have anybody to bounce off, like, is this whacked out? Is this mm-hmm. crazy? Because I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I rely on my girlfriends for That's that, right. even to this day, you yeah. Know? That's right. There's still dishes in the sink. Uh, and oh, her job is that, to go, don't you work full uh, time? Right? So well, were you in my house last week, Amy? That was exactly the conversation we were having. And I didn't pick yes, up the phone to call you. Exactly. But that's it. That's it. That's so important. So, right. uh, yeah, I think that, you know, as we continue um, with uh, teaching our young people, and whether they're our own young people or the young people here that we serve, it's really important to keep these conversations going. Um, whether it's sexual assault, dating violence, right. um, any of these t- important topics, I think that we need to talk to them about it, and we need to continue these conversations. And and be models, I think, you know, Agreed. because I think that we have enough models of um, women who lay down, mm-hmm. who don't um, ruffle feathers mm-hmm. or don't make waves. That's right. Um, and I find that the most empowering women that I meet and the people who influenced me the most were the women who, you know, and I and believe me, I grew up around second wave feminists, so like they were the real deal. Like, you, you know, you were not messing yes, around. Yes. And it's funny because now yes. I have to call my younger friends sometimes and be like, all right, like, give me the third wave yeah. version of this because yes. the second wave is pretty yes. strict here. Like, um, but I know that being raised around women like that and meeting a whole variety of women who kind of, you know, they did live through mm-hmm. a life where you couldn't wear pants to work That's right. and where it was honey and baby and sweetie. Um, you know, and it, it, like when I was in high school, I got homecoming queen and my mother Mm -hmm. said, well, are they going to read your credentials when you walk across (laughs) the field? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, are you kidding me? Is this just flesh on parade? They're not going to read your GPA or any of the activities that, or any of the things that you've accomplished. This is, it was in 1989, right? So, you know, but she was from the seventies and said like, I'm sorry, Uh we fought against this for years. Mm -hmm. And at the time as a kid, I was like. Oh, mom, you know, uh-huh. knock it off. Like, you're mom. so, go mm-hmm. burn your bra, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as a grown woman, I look back on the pictures 
And my best friend and I were looking through an old, old box mm-hmm. of photos the other day, and there I was on the top of a Corvette, right? <laughs> like a convertible, like yeah. me, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like, where was my yes. sensibility then, right? Mm-hmm. But it was the context that I was in, in That's high right. school American life. That's right. That made sense. Mm-hmm. So to have women around me, including mm-hmm. my mother, saying, that's not right. Mm-hmm. That's really strange. That's right. That's like, right. <laughs> why are you? And I think now they do read their credentials, by the way. They better, right? <laughs> Sally Lee would be very happy. <laughs> so, uh, so we do make yes, progress, and that's that's the other thing. And I I look at the young women in my classes, and I see how. Um, genuinely driven they are, mm-hmm. how they yes. are looking for their own identities and That's their right. own careers. That's right. And I look at these beautiful men in our classes mm-hmm. who just want to help them get there. That's right. You know, and it's wonderful. That's it's a wonderful what we thing. Want. Yeah. It's that's a wonderful what we want. thing.